In this episode, we're going to continue our look at creating an offline application. Now, if you recall on the previous episode, we used Rack Offline to create this cache manifest, which basically instructs the browser uh, which files will be necessary for using our application offline. So it's going to download and cache all the files listed here, as well as any documents which reference this cache manifest. In this case, this HTML page here. That means that once I go to this page online, I'll be able to access this page offline as well. Now we run into problems when we have dynamic content on our page, such as this list of groceries here. If I try to change this content in production, it's not going to update the cache. For example, let's say I want to add a new grocery item here, such as chunky bacon. It appears to work, but that's just because it was a post request. If I hit reload here, it's going to use the cache and go back to the two items without the dynamic changed content. I could even hit reload all I want, and in production it's just not going to work because it doesn't know that the cache is stale. Now one solution is to update our cache manifest whenever our dynamic content changes. For example, we could update this hash right here in our cache manifest, which will force our browser to flush the cache. But the problem is that it will attempt to re-download all of the offline files, and we expect the dynamic content to change fairly frequently, which will not be very efficient. So instead, it's best to move the dynamic content outside of the cache manifest. So in this case, we're going to remove this list of items here from our HTML document and then repopulate them through JavaScript. Now offline applications are very JavaScript heavy and I'm using jQuery here, so this episode will be pretty specific to jQuery, so sorry for those who are using Prototype. But if you are using jQuery, there's an excellent plugin called jQuery Template, which makes it easy for generating dynamic HTML like we're doing here. So we'll just use the jQuery template.js file right here. So I'm just going to use this curl command right here to download the file, and I'll post all these commands in the show notes for this episode. Now before I get started applying this to the application, I'm first going to change this configuration line in my development config file because in the last episode I set cache classes to true to simulate production. I'm going to change it back to false now so that we can work in developing our application. Just be sure to restart your server once you do this. Now the first step is to include that jQuery plugin we just downloaded. So going to our layout file here where we're including our JavaScript, we can just add jQuery template to here. Now if we go to our grocery list page, you can see the list of items, which is the dynamic content that we need to populate through JavaScript instead of generating it through ERB like we're doing here. So to do this, what we can do is use our jQuery template plugin that we just added. But first we need to create a template. And to do that, it's convenient to just, to just use the script tag and set the type to text HTML and then give it an ID such as uh, item template. And then inside of here, we just move whatever dynamic content we want to populate inside of here. So we'll just move that in there and leave the items tag right here blank. And we have to change this so it's not using ERB anymore, but it's using actually the template uh, scripting language. So in, that, in this case, it's just item.name. Just like that, and that's using jQuery template. So now going to our application.js file, we can populate that list of items using jQuery template. So first we want to do is grab our list of items, so our items tag, and we want to replace all the HTML content inside of that list. And we want to replace it with dynamically generated content from jQuery template. So to do that, what we have to do is call our template, which is called item template. 
And then on here, just call tmpl and then pass it any dynamic content you want to pass to the template. So in this case, we can say item and that will have a name attribute, which will be milk. There we go. And now when we go to the page there, you can see, well, there's our first item, milk, and that's generated through jQuery template. Now, of course, we want these items here that we're passing to the template to match the items in our database. So let's fetch them through JSON. So we'll add a call to get JSON here, and then we'll pass the um, items JSON route, and then we'll say inside of here, we'll have some data, and then we'll just pass in the data that's fetched from that directly into jQuery template. And then we just have to set up our items controller index action here to respond to the JSON format. So in Rails 3, we can use the new respond to call here. So we'll say HTML and JSON. And then we'll respond with our list of items. So this means when we call items.json, it's going to return our list of items in the JSON format. And this page is not being cached in the cache manifest. So we don't have to worry about um, this not being updated through the cache. So if we go back to our list of items, hit reload a couple times, we can see that now our list of items are being dynamically updated through JSON, through JavaScript, so these items are not inside the cache manifest. But the problem is we want our application to work offline, so what happens when we turn off our Rails server? And then when I hit reload on this page here, you can see that our items are not showing up at all because it's not able to fetch them dynamically uh, through the JSON format because it's not able to access them on our server. And this is where another jQuery plugin comes into play, called jQuery Offline. And the way this works is basically behind the scenes, it's going to store the JSON that's downloaded in local storage. So it's gonna be available offline. And to use this, all we have to do is include the two JavaScript files that are inside the lib directory here. So first I'll download those two files using these two curl commands here. And again, I'll post those commands in the show notes. And then we'll need to include those two JavaScript files in our layout here. So we have the JSON.js and then the jQuery offline. And now back in our application JavaScript file, we just have to change this get JSON call to retrieve JSON. And when it fetches it, it's going to automatically store it behind the scenes in the local storage. So now if we start up our server again and visit our page, reload a few times, it's going to fetch it through JSON and store it. And then when we turn off our Rails server and then hit reload here, you can see it's offline, but our items still show up because they're in the local storage. Now there's one more thing that it would be nice to get working here, and that is adding items while you're offline. So right now, if we try this out, it's just going to try to submit a traditional post request, and this is going to fail because our server is offline. So instead, what I want it to do is update this list uh, dynamically and add this item to a list of pending items and then when it goes online, it automatically um, submits those pending items and creates them on the server, so it syncs them up. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find a good plugin to help out with this. jQuery Offline mainly works with fetching items from the server, not submitting items to the server. So we're going to have to do this in a more manual way. So it'll require a lot of JavaScript, but I'll just paste most of it in and go through it quickly with you. Now you know we'll need to store the pending items on the client side, so when the user's offline, they try to add items, there's a place to put them. 
So with this little bit of code right here, we're going to set up a local storage called pending items and just we're gonna stringify an empty array if it doesn't exist already. So this is a place that we can store pending items. Now when we fetch our items here through our JSON call, we want to append any of the pending items to this as well. So we'll just extract out the pending items with parsing the JSON here. And then we'll just concatenate uh, this data here. So say concat, which is already an array. We'll just say concat the pending items. And that way it will um, add them to the end of the array. Now when someone tries to submit the form for adding a new item, we want to interrupt that through JavaScript and just add it to the pending items list. So first we'll set up this bit of code here. So the new item form, when we hit the submit event, we're just going to do something inside of here. And then this prevent default call, it'll just be similar to like returning false. It'll just keep it from actually submitting the post request. And then inside of this on submit event, we're going to work some magic. And that is this bit of JavaScript here. It's quite a bit of code, but let me walk you through it line by line. The first line up here is what we're going to do is fetch the pending items from our local storage. Again, just parsing the JSON, similar to what we did up here. And then we're just going to generate a new item. And so we're going to contain two attributes here, the data, which is going to be the forms serialized data which will allow us to resubmit the form later on. And then it's also going to contain this item information, which looks exactly like the item information that we get from this items JSON call. And that means we can use this information to repopulate our template and add it to our list of items. And that's what this next line does right here. So we fetch our template, call template on that item object right here, and just say append to our list of items. And that'll add it to our list of items uh, using that template. And then we call pending items push. So we're adding the items to our pending items that we store in our local storage. Right here, we're storing it back again in our local storage. And then finally, we're just clearing our text field so that we can add another item later on. Now let's try out what we have so far. I've already started up my Rails server, so let me just reload a couple times to ensure we get the new JavaScript file. And now let me try adding a new item to our list here. And notice it added it instantly, and now it's just in our pending items. It's not actually on the server yet. But you can see when we try visiting our page from a different browser, it doesn't have the fourth item on there because it's only in the pending local storage. So what we'll need to do is submit a post request for each pending item whenever we're online. So let me paste in a function to help us do this. I created a function here called send pending. And this first checks if we are currently online using navigator.online. And then what it does is again fetches our pending items, checks if we have any, and then it fetches the first item in the list, and then submits a post request to items, which will create a new item with the item's data. Now remember the data attribute is what we added up here for that item before adding it to our pending items. So we just fetch that, send it with our data, and then once that succeeds, if it does, it's going to, what we wanna do is again fetch our pending items in case it's changed, remove the first item from the list, and then reset our pending items in our local storage. So that's basically just removing the first pending item in the list after it uh, successfully submits it to our site. And then if that succeeds, then we're going to try triggering this function again in 100 milliseconds. And notice we call this at the beginning 
so that once we load the page, uh, it's going to attempt to send any pending uh, items that are on our list. So now when I hit reload a couple times, it's going to submit any pending items to the server in the background so that it's automatically added. And you can see if I visit the site from a different browser, the fourth item appears on the list here because it's no longer in the pending local storage. Now there's a couple more changes I need to add to this JavaScript file to get it fully working. The first thing here is once I'm done submitting the form, once I've added it to the pending items, I need to trigger that send pending function so that it attempts to actually submit it to the server. Another change I wanna make here is to add this bind call to the online event. And what this will do is, let's say you're on a mobile device and you're roaming around and it's constantly going offline and off online. When it goes online, this event is going to be triggered and it's going to attempt to send any pending items then. So if someone's currently offline, they add some items, then they just for a second go online, it's going to try to um, send any pending items through this function call. And I also want to change this alert message because it was getting pretty annoying, so I'm just going to change this to a console.log call, so that way it'll show up in the console. We can check that if we want to. And one more final change in this JavaScript file, and that is what if they try to come to this site with the browser which doesn't support local storage? Well, in that case, we can add this little if condition here to check that the browser supports local storage. And then if they don't, we can just display a little alert message saying, um, try a different browser. And you can get creative there if you want. And a little bit more polish back in the grocery list template file um, where we are listing our items. I'm just going to add a list here and just say loading items. So that way, in case they do see this list, maybe their browser's a little slow or something, um, it'll just at least say loading items. So it shows something there. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, there was a lot of JavaScript here, which is a little abnormal, but I think when you see the effects of an application, a web app actually working offline, it's pretty awesome. Um, I encourage you to try this with your iPhone or something. You just point your browser to the IP address in your iPhone for your local machine, and then uh, just try it out. Browse through the, the site first with the online connection, and then just go into airplane mode. Um, try it offline, add some items, browse around, and then once you uh, turn on airplane mode, it automatically detects the online event and syncs everything up back to the browser. It's pretty seamless and awesome.